Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. Find out more at universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll cover building soft skills with games. Games are capable of helping students learn any number of different skills. Likewise, simulations can be used to help students learn something more intuitively than they would from traditional classroom instruction. One of the most general outcomes for games-based learning is the development of students' soft skills. These are skills that can be used across a number of different areas, industries, and outlets. So what soft skills can we learn from games? How are games used for soft skills development? This episode will cover the different areas that games-based learning can be used for addressing soft skills development. This episode will cover cognitive internal development, relational development, as well as how games can be used to develop students' communication and creativity. This episode will close with actionable items for using games-based learning to achieve these skill competencies. Let's start with digital games. Digital games often don't provide any wait time for players. Individuals take single actions and then are immediately rewarded. This helps with the feedback loop of players in traditional game design. However, tabletop games offer a different perspective for players. They often require players to take actions now that won't produce any measurable effects until much further along in the game. In this way, tabletop games reward students' patience for continued and engaging play. Likewise, tabletop games also test students' applications of logic and strategy. I spent a past holiday playing a large and diverse array of tabletop games with family. Their ages ranged from my age to much younger cousins. Despite the age difference, I saw many applications of logic and strategy in games as simple as Dose and as complex as the Manhattan Project. Each one was challenging in their own right, but the amount of effort needed to excel at both was considerable. Lastly, games also facilitate students' critical thinking and problem solving by posing the most basic question in most scenarios. What moves can I make to help me win the game? These can be as simple as just continuing to survive in endless running games like Temple Run or in heavier games like FTL, Faster Than Light. In both scenarios, players must problem solve on the fly and think critically about how decisions they take now will affect their player later on throughout the game. Games do not exclusively help students develop their own internal cognitive development. They can also facilitate their relational development, specifically how their actions affect the state of the game as well as their relationship with other players. One of the most common types of relational development is through spatial reasoning, the capacity to think about objects occupying a space and then draw conclusions about how those objects fit in relation to one another. One of my all-time favorite games, Blocus, is the king of this genre. Here, players are challenged to get all of their pieces on the board to score the most points. Though, other games like Patchwork and Convert also test players' spatial reasoning capacity. In addition, games can test and reinforce players' collaborative skills as they work with and for other players in order to achieve their goals. One of the best tabletop examples of this is Matt Leacock's line of collaborative games like Pandemic, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, and Forbidden Sky. Each one tests players' abilities to collaborate and cooperate with one another in order to achieve a common goal. More serious players might consider games such as Mage Knight, Gloomhaven, and Spirit Island as options that further push the limits of what is possible for tabletop cooperative gaming. Lastly, games test players' abilities to manage limited resources to achieve their game goals. This is most prominent in modern Euro games where any number of actions are disguised as different things that players can do. Those actions often involve turning one thing into another thing. This process usually results in the creation of victory points. While that description alone doesn't sound that enticing, there are entire communities of players who are enthralled by it. 
Modern classics such as Agricola and the Settlers of Catan rely heavily on resource management as a way for players to excel and win the game. Perhaps one of the most salient aspects of games-based learning supporting soft skills growth is in players' development of communication and creativity, both of which come through more highly social and creative games. Returning to one of my old standby games, Balderdash reminded me of the kind of creativity needed to not only think of definitions to obscure words, but to write them in such a way where other players would vote for them. Likewise, games like Just One require that players take the simple action of selecting just one clue to reveal to a teammate. But the commonality and creativity of that clue is what helps set players apart from one another. Creativity alone doesn't have to be about creating made-up definitions. Working in uncertain conditions where negotiation and interaction are prioritized definitely fall within the domain of gaming. A favorite large group game of mine, Empires, relies on the negotiation aspect in order to move play along. The Sheriff of Nottingham emphasizes this even more, where interaction and negotiation form the hallmark of the game's core loop. Communication and creativity seem to be one of the most promoted ways of utilizing games-based learning. This is because games are seen as a way to replace traditional media like lectures, audio, and video. This is particularly relevant when using something like role-playing and simulations. Both of these represent real-life scenarios where students will need to put their learned skills into practice. While many games can be repurposed for games-based learning, almost all tabletop games can be used in one fashion or another to promote communication skills between players. Effective communication is perhaps one of the most important soft skills to develop, and if you ever need to form to practice, try explaining four to five different board games a week to different players on a regular basis. Games can be used to meet a great many learning outcomes for educators, the most salient of which is to address communication barriers between students and players. Playing games provides a structure from which educators can scaffold interactions between players. Games involve formal elements and structure that create a framework for individual players to interact with one another. In addition, educators can praise students' agency, efficacy, and perseverance in a games-based learning environment. Of course, players will want to win, but in most circumstances, winning will not be the most important outcome. Therefore, equal focus on making sure that players continue to play and engage is just as important. This episode covered the different areas that games-based learning can be used to address soft skills development. This episode covered cognitive internal development, relational development, as well as how games can be used by students to develop better communication and creativity. This episode reviewed some of the positives of games-based learning for adult education. It included the application of games compared to other activities, as well as some digital applications of games-based learning. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com slash gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Ang from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to contact me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.